0: Thanks for joining its debtors advocate nick and break down debt so as we discussed in the previous podcast of how and what to look for on your credit report and how it works today we're going to be talking about how certain things show on your credit report. So when somebody files for an insolvency or they had something repossessed and we're going to be talking about how to rebuild your credit so we're going to try to share some tips and tricks with you on how you can rebuild your credit score so stay tuned
1: Okay, so how long did things stay on your credit report? Everybody hears bankruptcy, bad luck, seven years. Not necessarily true. Ultimately, things will stay on your credit report, those trade lines that I was talking about in our last podcast, trade lines will stay on your credit report for six years. After six years, it falls off. It essentially kind of gets deleted off there, unless you're currently still using it, and then it will stay on. The account should be closed if you're not utilizing it anymore. And then it gets into the public records. So... Let's say, for example, you had a credit card and um, it went to collections. The credit card trade line is gonna stay on your credit report for six years and then the trade line will fall off. And then the collections activity will also stay on for an additional six years, but it's six years from the date that you pay it off. If you don't settle that debt, it'll still fall off after the six years, but nothing is saying that it can't get reactivated. So the way collections agencies work is they'll sell that debt to another collections agency. Every two years, your debt kind of gets sold to another collections agency and another one, and every single time it's sold, It can show up on your credit report. So I've seen some credit reports where maybe a cell phone contract is showing up with two collections agencies on there because it's been sold a second time. So you gotta be careful about that. It's six years from the date that it's settled in full. And then bankruptcies will stay on. They'll show on the trade line. So each creditor that was included in your bankruptcy, they'll start reporting as an R9 or an I9 showing that you filed for bankruptcy. That will fall off. Um, six years after the date of bankruptcy, but the, the public record of your bankruptcy will stay on for six to seven years, depending on your province, for, um, for six to seven years after the date of your discharge from your bankruptcy. So in one of our previous sessions, we talked about how long do bankruptcies last before you get a discharge. It could be anywhere from nine to 36 months, depending on how many times you filed for bankruptcy in your income category. So it won't fall off your credit report until you receive that discharge. A consumer proposal, same thing. The trade line will stay on for six years, and then the public record of the consumer proposal will stay on for an additional three years from the date that you made your last payment to your consumer proposal a judgment can stay on forever so those are things that you need to be aware of if you have a judgment against you from a creditor And you haven't dealt with it because of a bankruptcy or consumer proposal, then that judgment can keep reactivating on your credit report. So those are things that can continue to affect your credit over the long term. I actually had a scenario in which I saw um, a creditor report on a debt that wasn't paid and it was 30 years old and it just popped up on somebody's credit report because they hadn't dealt with it 30 years prior. So be careful with your credit report. It's really important to make sure that you're getting a copy of your credit report at least once a year i recommend to a lot of people maybe on your birthday although that might not be a great day to get depends on your credit report if it's really sad news maybe you don't want that on your birthday (laughs) but pick one day a year and get a copy of your credit report Uh, as harman said you can get them for for free from equifax and transunion and just make sure that all of the data on your credit report is correct if it's not correct, what you can do is both Equifax and TransUnion have a form that you can fill out to show them this is incorrect, this should be this, or this should be that, or I don't own this debt, and then they'll launch an investigation. Both agencies have a promise that they'll deal with it within a 30-day period of time. So it's really important that if you find an error on your credit report, that you report it to Equifax and TransUnion, and they'll fix that for you.
0: Exactly. And as Nick mentioned, yeah, uh, it's a free gift that you can give yourself on a birthday. Right. So why not? Everybody wants a free report, don't we? And uh, in regards to, yeah, so as she mentioned, so yeah, if you do identify an error, keep in mind, so, you know, you do have your right to be able to dispute anything being reflected on your credit bureau. So you can go back to the lender and ask them, to have a look at it and ask the credit bureau to review it. So put it into investigation. The some of the things you'd want to consider is that you want to make sure that you have some of the backup information, whether it's your seat statements showing that you paid it or what it may be to back up your case so that you're able to show them that, hey, this is not correct or not entirely correct, right? And then also something to consider is that when you contact credit bureaus, as Nick mentioned, they do launch investigations to try to remedy it, but you may also wanna get get a hold of that creditor that may be our putting that on your credit bureau to try to speed it up a little bit and see if they can do something or they can, you know, look at it on their end as well. that may be able to kind of make a, getting to a resolution a little bit faster so you can speed it up a little bit um, by escalating that case. If the information is correct and you still feel that it hasn't been fully justified, that you don't feel like it's fully reflecting the accurate picture, there are ways this can be that you can reach out to the credit bureaus and ask them to add a consumer statement. So it can be added on your under the certain debts, explaining uh, the situation. So it's not a lot of words, but you can certainly ask the credit bureau to see if that's something that's available to you in your situation and your province, if you're able to add it underneath certain debt that you don't feel is being reflected accurately.
1: So the next thing you might wanna do is talk about how to rebuild your credit. So this is really good for if you've never had credit before, you wanna rebuild it, or possibly you have bad credit and you need to rebuild. It's It kind of seems like an oxymoron, but you have to have credit to build credit. A lot of people sometimes after a bankruptcy or consumer proposal, they want to stay away from credit as much as possible. And that's fair. I recommend to a lot of my clients to have a bit of a a credit detox. Spend some time utilizing just cash only. Getting out of this credit cycle can be really, really refreshing. And also it gives you the opportunity to get a little bit more in touch with your budget, what your basic needs are, all of those things. But when you're ready, you can start to reestablish your credit. In a bankruptcy, it can happen while you're in the bankruptcy. Same with a consumer proposal. It can happen while you're in the proposal. I will be very clear that if you're in a bankruptcy and you haven't been discharged and you want to borrow more than $1,000 on a credit report, like on a cre- from a credit card, you have to let that creditor know that you're an undischarged bankrupt, just to be super clear. That's what needs to happen if you are in a bankruptcy. In a consumer proposal you don't, you can start to reestablish after your first meeting of your creditors or after your proposal's been accepted. Again, give yourself some time recognize when's a good time for you, only you will know when you're ready to start to reestablish credit. There are a lot of creditors out there that will lend to people that are currently in a consumer proposal or bankruptcy or have just completed their consumer proposal or bankruptcy, um, and those creditors will offer you a credit card. Sometimes they want a security deposit. So with a secure credit card, a lot of people think they're prepaid cards. They're not. Prepaid cards are the ones that you can get Shoppers Drug Mart or your local drugstore, and you load money onto it and you pay and use it that way, kind of like a gift card. That will not rebuild your credit because you're not borrowing anybody's money. So you're not showing how good you are at borrowing and paying back. You're just using your own money on a piece of plastic. What you need to do Is get a credit card where you're borrowing somebody's money and if they ask you for a security deposit you just give them a certain amount of money that they're going to be holding in a bank account as security just in case you don't pay the card so there are some cards out there capital one being one for example you have to apply online it's a white and gold card Um, they might ask you for a security deposit from anywhere from seven seventy five dollars to three hundred dollars and then they'll give you a credit limit of anywhere from 500 to a thousand dollars it all depends on your credit score credit history Um, a lot of things will come into play your income your income level how long you've had your job to decide whether they're going to give you that card or not but it's a good card and it's a good option so to rebuild your credit another myth is that people think you have to carry a balance on the card for it to rebuild your credit that's not true All you need to do is make sure you utilize the card once every six months so that the card doesn't go stale and you can pay it off right away. You don't have to carry that balance. So a really good tip that I have for a lot of my clients, to rebuild your credit, maybe have your Netflix accounts charged to your credit card and then just pay that every single month. And then you can keep your credit card at home. And it's it's no longer a trigger for you to spend money when you open up your wallet. So that can be a really good option for rebuilding your credit.
0: Exactly, and as we mentioned in our previous podcast as well, uh, keeping in mind that rebuilding your credit can be crucial these days. Although, you know, as Nick mentioned, if that's something that's not on your priority list, by all means, right, you need that detox, you want to take the time off, as you mentioned, for sure, that take the time away and take your time with it, right? Because you don't want to jump in too quickly either and end up in a, a same cycle where now you're caught up in this interest paying loop, and you're unable to make your payments as they become due. So keeping in mind that uh, rebuilding credit can be important as we discussed that whether it comes to a job or it comes to getting a mortgage, loan, etc. right? So there's tons of examples out there where it can be coming into play. And over the long run, uh, it can impact what sort of interest rates you get. Therefore, you could save tons of money if you have good credit score versus, you know, if your credit score was on the lower side of things where you could be paying tons of money in interest if you were to look at it in the long run. So... Again, once very important to kind of keep an eye on it for the long run purposes, not just simply for the upcoming short term here.
1: Great. So these are a lot of really good opportunities for you to rebuild your credit, uh, some things to think about with your credit score. As always, if any of our listeners have any questions or concerns that they want Harmon and I to uh, tackle, by all means, send them along to us. You can email uh, us or contact us out at uh, BNA Debt Solutions. We You can call us at 403-232-6220 if you want to talk to one of us for free about any of your options or just concerns about insolvency. We're always here to listen and answer your questions.
0: Yeah. And please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. You can also send us those questions uh, because it's always helpful to get your feedback as well to know how we're doing uh, and address any concerns you have. Once again, thanks for joining us. It's debtors advocate, Nick and Horman, Breakdown Debt.